This is episode number 79 with Director of Franchise Development for Horsepower Brands and Mighty Dog Roofing, Terp Ricketts. Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Before we drop into the episode, a quick message from our sponsor, 919 Marketing. I've worked with 919 Marketing for years and there's no one I trust more with my marketing needs in any of our businesses. I've worked with them in our franchise businesses, in my consulting business. I've worked with them on the franchisor side and I love working with 919 because they take the time to listen. They take the time to understand what it is I'm looking to accomplish through my marketing, who I'm trying to reach, and then they help me put a plan together to do just that. I've worked with tons of marketing companies over the years, and too often it's a one-size-fits-all approach, but not with 919 Marketing. In addition to that, they've developed some amazing technology called 919 Insights, franchising's first and only AI-powered analytics platform. With 919 Insights in place, 919 Marketing can identify the exact topics that matter to your franchise candidates and provide the specific roadmap to help your brand become the highest ranking and most trusted resource when they're searching for answers. So if you're ready to start getting better results from your marketing, and if you want a free demo of 919 Insights, reach out to Graham Chapman at 919-459-8157 or send them an email at gchapman at 919marketing.com to schedule your free demo today. So whether you're a franchisor, a franchisee, or just getting started in your first franchise business, make sure to check out 919 Marketing and tell them West Barefoot sent you. Now, let's drop into the episode. Hey, 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 Pat the Freedom listeners, got a very good episode coming at you right now with my good friend Terp Ricketts. Yes, his real name is Terp, I believe. Terp is the Director of Franchise Development for Horsepower Brands, which is the parent company of currently three different home service franchise brands, including Mighty Dog Roofing, Blingle, and iPhone. And Terp goes into some great detail in this episode about where Horsepower Brands is going, long-term vision of how many home service franchise concepts they plan to own and support, and exactly how they're going about doing that. And it's it's incredibly interesting because they're going about it in a very different way from the vast majority of other franchisors out there, including other parent companies that own multiple brands. I was able to have the founders of Horsepower Brands on the podcast right as they were launching this first concept, Mighty Dog Roofing, uh, Josh Skolnick and Zach Butler. So definitely make sure to go back and check out that episode. If you didn't catch it, it'll give you some good context for this episode. But the majority of our conversation with Terp is a deep dive into Mighty Dog Roofing uh, franchise opportunity. And he talks a lot about why Mighty Dog Roofing is one of the fastest growing home service franchise brands out there today. And it's for very good reason. So Definitely stick with this one all the way through. Tons of good information, uh, a few jokes along the way as well. Really good times. Let's drop in with my good friend, Terp Ricketts. We've been talking about doing this forever. I'm glad that uh, we finally made it happen. I know. I'm pumped, man. It's exciting, exciting to be on and uh, see that beautiful face again here uh, twice in 
you know, about the same month. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it was great catching up in person. I, I put a short little uh, like solo episode out a couple of days ago, I think, uh, or at least as as of the time we're recording this, just talking about, you know, being at the conference and getting to hang out with uh, so many cool people in franchising and, and founders and, uh, you know, reps with some of the brands that we're working with. And the whole gist of that was, you know, I've been to a lot of these conferences for years and it's always kind of the same format. You know, we get to talk to hundreds of brands while we're there and mm. there's always exciting brands, but I, I can't remember coming out of a conference being as excited as I am right now about some of the brands that, that we're working with. And in particularly some of, you know, more of the emerging brands, right. And, and mm. I would consider the brand that you're with mighty dog roofing an emerging brand. You guys have, have been, you know, just off to like rocket ship, uh, you know, growth over the last year, year and a half, and yep. you'll share more of that with us. But, and then there's horsepower brands, you know, the parent company that, that you work for, which I definitely yeah. want you to tell us more about and, and everything that they're doing. There's just, there's so much going on, you know, in, in franchising and some of these young brands that, that are just poised for growth. And, yeah. you know, what's cool about it is, and I share this with, with candidates that I work with is, you know, we're talking about, hey, you know, something that's more emerging might be a better fit just because of territory availability, right? If you're, if you're looking at a franchise that's been around for 15 or 20 years, if you live somewhere like a Houston, Texas, or in Atlanta, Georgia, or any of these places, like, you're not going to find territory. Nope. Right? Nope. Or so, you're, paying a, you're paying a big time multiple on it. Yeah, you're buying and, it from an existing owner. Yep, yeah. So. Yeah. So, but, but what's cool is cause you know, most people would say, Oh, it's, it's, it's an emerging brand, right? So that maybe they've been around for a year or even less than that. That seems mm. a lot riskier. Well, it definitely can be right. But like horsepower is a perfect example. You know, the founders of horsepower brands, Josh and Zach, they, they were on the podcast probably a year and a half ago. Uh, ain't their first rodeo, right? No. They, they've been in franchising for a long time. And so, that's what I look for in an emerging brand, right? Is, is the concept itself, the brand may be relatively new, but the founders, the leadership, they're not new to franchising. They've built franchise organizations before. They know how to build it the right way. And that's where, you know, if you're looking to get into a franchise, that's where the magic usually is. Um, and, and so that's fun for me. That's, that's why I was so pumped up, you know, coming out of the conference a couple of weeks ago and, and super excited to have you here to share with us more about Mighty Dog Roofing, the, the franchise that, that you're directly representing. But before we dive into that, first of all, just introduce yourself, tell us who you are. And, and I wanna hear the story because I've only heard bits of it of how the hell you ended up at Horsepower Brands working with Josh and Zach in the first place. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, awesome. Awesome to be on. I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to share some of that story. Uh, so Chirp Ricketts, I am uh, uh, the director of development for Mighty Dog and also work um, with the other brands pretty closely and the directors there on uh, just more like Discovery Day type prep things for candidates, et cetera. Uh, but was the, the first employee of Horsepower Brands and Mighty Dog Roofing. I, I spent four years running a franchise finance vertical. So I was really familiar with franchisors, franchising. Before that, I was in franchising as well. Uh, kind of got a little soured on the, the finance industry. Just got kind of just boring for me. Uh, I was done with it, but I got the experience to work with a ton of different types of franchisors from fitness to service to retail restaurants, all kinds of different stuff. And some of those franchisors I worked with were Monster Tree Service and Redbox Plus. Ah. I was doing equipment financing. Yeah, so yeah. I called Josh. I was like, hey, man, I quit. I gave my my two month or my two weeks. I stayed there for about a month because we had to kind of pull back the vertical, but it just wasn't right for me at that point in time. And Josh goes, oh, uh, we're doing some stuff. Hey, can you give me five minutes? I'm like, sure. And he called me back in five minutes. In that five minutes, he had called Zach. I was like, hey, Zach, you know Turp, right? He's like, yeah, don't you think it'd be great in development for us? He was like, oh yeah, for sure. So he literally called me back, offered me a job. Uh, I was on a plane the next week to go to Omaha to see Zach and meet him and kind of talk through some stuff. And I was like, do you want to know? He's like, no, nah, we've been working with you. You're awesome. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, you know, my dad, I tell my dad, I was like, yeah, I quit my job. He goes, well, you have something else lined up. No, it's like, you know, it's some choice words for me. Bozo, yeah. clown, Damn it, things son. like that. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Not thrilled. And then I called him back. It was like, guess what? <laughs> it took me five minutes. Yeah. Uh, so made and quick it's been work awesome of that. Ever. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's been it's been awesome ever since. And like when you had Josh and Zach on the the rocket ship hadn't even taken off yet, and feel yeah. like we've been on one here uh, ever since. So it's it's been it's been an awesome awesome experience. No doubt. I didn't know you were employee number one. That's pretty cool, especially when you look at at where horsepower is today and and even what the vision for josh and zach is going forward because i i got to hear them talk at this conference the other week and they've got some big freaking plans and most people i'd say wow that's probably a little ambitious getting to know josh and zach over the years you know they're they're gonna pull it off i have no doubt uh for those listening uh josh and zach who we keep referencing is josh skolnick zach butler they're the founders of Horsepower Brands, which is the parent company that owns Mighty Dog Roofing, which is what Terp's going to kind of take us on a deep dive uh, with today. And then they've already launched a couple of other service-based franchises with plans in place to continue launching service-based franchises over the next five to 10 years, supporting all of the franchisees collectively kind of under the Horsepower Brands umbrella. Um, so go check out the episode. It was pretty early into when I started the podcast. Um, I I forget the title. I'll link that episode in the show notes for anyone that wants to go back and, and check that out. But Josh and Zach are, are great guys, tons of franchise experience. And, you know, what sticks out to me uh, about Josh and Zach and, and what they're building at horsepower brands now is that they, they really, really care, right? They, they're very intentional about, you know, creating a culture in their franchise organizations and, and then bringing in the right types of owners that are going to be a good fit for that culture. And, and that goes way beyond just, you know, do you have the capital? Do you have the business acumen? Do you have the ability to, to run this business successfully? So, um, but I don't want to steal too much of your thunder. So, so kind of tell us like, where is Horsepower Brands today? You know, yeah. maybe just gently touch on some of the, the other brands that they've launched recently. And then yeah. we'll shift gears and, and go a little bit deeper on Mighty Dog Roofing. Absolutely. So, so horsepower overarching, it's a hundred million dollar backed company, and it's all private capital from Josh and Zach. Um, you know, Josh and Zach, young guys, just like 38, 39, Zach's mid 30s. So uh, been very successful, like you said, in franchising. And some of those exits with Monster Tree Service and Redbox Plus gave a lot of that capital to be able to do what we wanted to do with horsepower. Yep. So the goal for horsepower brands is 25 by 25. So 25 businesses, different businesses, 15, 16 of those are going to be service-based franchise businesses. So in on around the home, most with a commercial component, like, mm. like a mighty dog, for example. Um, and then 15, 16. So there's still nine, 10 other businesses. Well, those other businesses, what we want to do is be able to support our franchisees. So for example, like a call center, So Mm -hmm. a call center, if we know that we're onboarding eight Mighty Dog franchise owners, we've got a great vendor, but we're not going to call them and say, I need you to hire five people before these (laughs) others have started paying. They're going to be like, what are you even doing, buddy? We're not doing that. But what happens (laughs) then to the support? Well, it's going to dip for a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks while they onboard. So if we can build it before we need it, then we're never playing catch up. Uh, Like same thing with, so another one, Franchise Rocket, it's a digital marketing agency. So we were working with these cats called Local SEO, awesome group, great culture fit. And it's not being, I love that you said that. It's not like beanbag chairs and snacks, right? It's something something that you feel and that you'll know if it's a fit or not. And if it's not, that's cool. If you don't dig what we're putting down, that's okay. But just great guys. And they were experts in search engine optimization and Google My Business. Seen great results with Monster and Redbox Plus, but that's all they did. So then you have outside vendors using everything else. So we said to him, hey, if we invest a couple million into this, can you build out a full stack marketing agency for, mm. for us? He said, absolutely. So it's not just you know SEO and Google My Business. It's uh, your Google AdWords, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, programmatic marketing and media buying, like large scale media buying. And we're able to 
be better and more effective cost per lead, understand the data behind consumer buying habits, not just with Mighty Dog, but we're all service-based businesses. So we can float in between and understand consumer buying habits regionally, locally, and nationally as well. So it's really cool. And it's not that old, hey, marketing firm of they're looking for a minimally acceptable result. And then they just want to collect a retainer on you. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Wes. I'm sorry. We're working so hard right now to get that better price for you they're not and that's yeah. that's okay so uh we're, we're excited about that and then iphone just launched it's a blow and blow out installation really cool some proprietary type stuff there with the the machinery as well as some different databases that we bought and then yeah, directly iphone's directly competing against one of the franchises that we own that we yep. invested in about a year and a half ago so appreciate it uh we did thanks, that on thanks for the competition. If you could just hold off selling Wilmington, North Carolina for a minute, we'd appreciate it. I'll talk to Steve about it. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. It's good to have good competition. At least there'll be two good companies out there. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not afraid of competition. Just give us like six months to, to really get our legs underneath us and then get bring it on. Yeah. Then for bring you, it on. For you. Okay. But okay. Steve might not listen to this though. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to make sure he does then. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make sure people listen and really understand, you know, why this is so important. Everything Terp just described that Horsepower is doing right there, not only launching these franchise businesses, which that concept's not new, right? One of the franchises that that we own got acquired in 2020 by a company called Neighborly, right? Neighborly, I think we were like the 27th brand that they acquired, and since then they've acquired at least two more brands. So Neighborly yeah. is a multi-billion dollar parent company that owns all of these home service franchises. So similar to what Horsepower is doing on the franchise side, it's all businesses that have some sort of a service that a homeowner would need. And there's yeah. a lot of reasons. And you know, I've talked about it in other podcasts. We probably don't need to spend too much time here, but there's a lot of reasons that you know owning a franchise in a service type industry like roofing, like insulation, like custom shelving makes a lot of sense, right? Usually these are very fragmented industries. You're going to have competition, no question, but you're usually dealing with less sophisticated competition. And, and if the franchise is built right, the systems, the processes, the technology, marketing, advertising, branding, all of these things put the franchise owner in a position to take a much more sophisticated approach to the business. Yeah. But it's bringing all of the other support in-house, right? You said 25 yeah. by 25, but only 15 to 16 of those 25 businesses are going to actually be franchise brands. So that's yeah. leaving, what, another eight or nine businesses that will be under the Horsepower Brands umbrella with no purpose other than supporting the franchisees across all of these brands. That is huge. I can tell you. I hope Neighborly doesn't listen to this. I doubt they do. Neighborly doesn't have that, right? Neighborly outsources yeah. the marketing, right? Neighborly outsources the call centers. We get pretty good results from that. But to your point, they can't call up their digital marketing vendor and say, hey, can you guys staff up? Because, you know, we've got a wave of new franchisees coming in. You know, you guys yeah. can customize the support to exactly how it needs to be. And you can plan ahead. That is huge. So I just wanted to kind of stress that and make sure people realize, A, how important it is. B, that's not the norm. Most, yeah. most franchise organizations, whether they're part of a parent company or not, they're outsourcing a lot of the support. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's better than that support not being there at all. Yeah. But when you can bring it in-house and make it your own, there's a lot of benefits that are going to come with that for the franchise owners. Oh, absolutely, man. And it's, and you look at it too, it's private capital. Like we're franchisors. We know how to support franchisees and we don't have two ends of the rubber rubber band pulling in PE or trying to raise this, raise that yeah. and answer into a lot of mouths and people to feed. And just that goes into from, from the very beginning, when we're looking at a brand, there's, there's five different layers of support from even the very beginning with our M&A team. Well, who are the best out there doing it? What are they doing well? What aren't they doing? What type of techno technology is out there that we can pop into this business where it's not working already and then be on the cutting edge of it? Like mm -hmm. we have the drone with Mighty Dog. Well, yeah. that 
in roofing, it'll probably be a, a, an advancement for a long time if yeah, you've yeah. ever had a quote, but that doesn't mean that it will be forever. So do you have the people there and the support there to continue to, to develop and to make things better and better and better from a technological perspective, et cetera, and then the layers of support between horsepower, your brand president, and, and through and through within the call center, the digital marketing firm, there's all these things that go into it. And it's just, it's really cool to be a part of because like you said, nobody is doing it this way yeah. and it's, it's exciting. It's just exciting every day to come in. I've been chained to this desk for a year and a half now, but <laughs> they let me out to go to like, you know, Nashville and San Antonio and stuff. Yeah. Otherwise I'm here, but I love it. I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> well, so, so you've been chained to that desk for good reason. And, and on that note, Terp told me one time that every, every day or so they'll slide a couple slices of pizza and a few cores light under the yeah. office door. And, and that's kind of what sustains him, but <laughs> that's why it's so healthy. <laughs> that's why you got that natural glow about you. It's the, those are the, the selfie lights. It's all the, the glue. It's all the gluten, right? <laughs> from the, yeah. from the pizza and the cores light. Um. <laughs> Wes here. You may have noticed there's a franchising theme to this podcast. And that's because franchising's had a massive impact on my life and it's the very reason I'm walking my own path to freedom. In fact, one of my companies is a franchise consulting company where I work with people to help them understand franchising and determine if it might be a good fit for them. And if it is something they want to explore, then I help them navigate the entire investigative process and ultimately find a franchise business that's a great match for them. You know, the fact of the matter is there are thousands and thousands of franchise businesses out there today. And like anything, there are good ones and there are bad ones. Even out of the many, many great franchise companies, not every one of them would necessarily be a good fit for you. You know, buying a franchise is a huge decision and you don't want to wing it. I've helped many people buy franchise businesses over the years and my wife and I have bought and own franchises today and we plan to keep investing in franchise businesses. I love helping people understand this process and help them find a business that's going to be a great fit for them and help them accomplish their goals and ultimately create that freedom in their life that we're all looking for. The best part of all of this is that my services are free to the people I work with. And while I do love to contribute to charities and other great causes, I'm not a nonprofit. I'm compensated by the franchise companies I work with when I introduce them to someone that ends up becoming one of their franchisees. It's very similar to real estate, but with franchises. I have the privilege of working with hundreds and hundreds of the best franchise companies out there across practically every industry. So I can be absolutely confident that when I recommend someone to look at a franchise company, I'm introducing them to a very credible and proven company with a solid business model and great support. So if you think you might be interested in learning more about franchising and seeing if it might be right for you, I'd love to speak with you. Get in touch with me by email at Wes at path2freedom.com, path, the number two, frdm.com. And also check out my website at path2freedom.com, spelled the same way, where I've got a ton of resources, both franchise and non-franchise related, that will help you start down your own path to freedom. And of course, subscribe to and follow the podcast for more great advice about business ownership. And if you know anyone else that might be interested in speaking with me, please share this podcast with them. Thanks for listening to my shameless plug. Now let's drop back into the episode. So let's talk about Mighty Dog, right? Because Mighty Dog is the first brand that Horsepower launched, right? You mentioned a couple of the other brands. They've already launched insulation with iPhone, Blingle, which is holiday lighting, commercial lighting, landscape lighting. Very, very cool opportunity. Um, but Mighty Dog, first brand. Tell us. Tell us where you tell us when the brand launched and where you are today in terms of number of franchisees and number of territories awarded. Yeah. So when we were when we were considering some different brands to kind of be the pillar 
of, of horsepower, it was really important. I was kind of nerded out my finance days and looked at these IBIS world reports, different kind of crediting reports. And you see, like, I call them kind of BS buzzwords that are used a lot in franchising. Uh-huh. And you'll hear scalability and fragmentation. With scalability, it's like, well, any business is scalable. What do I need to do to scale it, though? Will you tell me? And then I'll decide if it's scalable. And then fragmentation, like in the service industry, crazy fragmentation. Mm-hmm. But how much? Like yeah. with Redbox Plus, there's still big dogs eating 60% of the market up. Right. But then having 40 of such a huge industry available, that's huge. That's fragmentation. When we looked at roofing, we said this is a $50 billion industry where the largest five entities control less than 4% of the industry. We have wow. to start with Mighty Dog because we know that we're going to get to our goals and do it. And there's line of sight, direct line of sight to being the largest player out there. And we already are one of the largest. So we launched development January of 2021, uh, 50 plus franchisees in 185 plus territories uh, sold to date with 120 open. So we're not just selling them, we open you. We want you to be open. We get it done quickly. It's really succinct. Um, It's exciting. I mean, you know, it takes most franchisors 10 plus years to get to 100 open units and under 5% of them ever get there. And what we want to do is do that every single brand in a year. And this is the third brand that that's happened with that Josh and Zach have been involved with. And uh, with roofing, it's just been so exciting. The caliber of franchisees is, is fantastic. Nobody with any roofing experience. That's not what we want. I know we'll get into that, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's truly they're the CEO of a sales and marketing engine and utilizing technology, better customer service. And just roofing is just the vehicle. We're taking advantage of this roofing industry and the high ticket margins, but that expertise is, is coming from a different place. And you're just like you, like you do with, with your businesses, your competition isn't you walking in there and they're not right. training their people the way that you do with the type of customer service and the levels of support and systems that you have, which yeah. is why you want in. Yeah, I, I think that's a good, a really good point, right? I, I love, you know, why roofing, right? Because there, there's any number of service industries you could have gone into and, and totally agree. You know, you hear these buzzwords in franchising all the time, fragmentation being one of them. You know, you can look at the painting industry, for example, right? Still fragmented, but just with franchises alone, you've probably got five or six brands at least with 100 plus franchisees across the country. So not not nearly the level of fragmentation that that you have in the roofing industry um but but i love that you you know went ahead and hit it in the face that you don't need a franchise owner that has roofing experience and i want to dig into that a little bit deeper because that's that's a misconception i run into all the time with any of these service-based businesses you know i'm talking to someone that's you know been a a mid-level manager in corporate america for most of their career or vice president or you know they've been very successful but they would not they would not look at potential business opportunities and say, oh, yeah, I, I want to get into the roofing business, right? I yeah. have the, the expertise to get into the roofing business. And, yeah. and that's not the right way to look at it, because like you said, especially the way the Mighty Dog model is set up, the way I understand it, and we can talk more about that, too. But yeah. you really are just the sales and marketing engine, and the franchise owner is the CEO of that organization, you're really outsourcing the actual labor, correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it's, you know, it's not, I, I do understand. I love that point you made. It's, you know, I, I was shocked when I, when I learned it's not every young uh, boy or girl's dream to own a roofing company, right? right. Like that's yeah. what you're clamoring for is, oh my God, I want to be a roofer, own a roofing company. And, and you do look at it from that sales marketing engine, or you're utilizing technology, customer service, et cetera. So when we built this out though, we are looking at scalability. So scalability factor, imagine having to hire 30 plus people to be technicians and hammer nails on roofs and do these things. Well, in the roofing industry itself, a majority of the labor is sub labor. Their business is being a foreman and running crews. Then we're saying to ourselves when we built this out, well, if we want somebody with no experience in roofing or GC work or anything, they would know the first thing about hiring a good subcontractor, where to find them, what to do, questions to ask. So we built out an in-house subcontracting recruiting department. Um, So that department goes through vets, their secretary of state, insurance, uh, ask some leading questions. We basically vet them as well as we can from Omaha. And then we set them up with a one-on-one with the franchisees 
And in the subcontractor agreement, we have some things that are unique. Uh, you know, if they do a good job or basically there's tons of protections for the franchisee, but it guarantees the sub payment. If you get the inspection passes, they do a good job, they show up on time, wear my gear, all these things. And those subs are not used to that. They're not used to being treated well, kept yeah. busy, paid on time and given transparency. Here's a scope of work. Uh, I was talking to this guy, uh, he's in West Houston. He's got an awesome accent. And he <laughs> said he brought the guys some bucket hats. And he was like, dude, you would have thought I brought them bricks of gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and we're so excited. And I look at this business with Mighty Dog in four different silos. And we believe focus creates wealth and diversification preserves that wealth. And that's mm. true and true and even true within a business model itself. So we have our vertical integration of siding, gutters, and windows. But that you break that up and do what's our bread and butter? Well, that's roof replacement on the residential side. Then you have your second silo where you have siding, gutters, windows, and roof repair. We've seen some franchisees maybe hire two or three direct technicians or use a smaller sub crew, but that's really as big as that team is going to get. And then you have commercial, that's subs. And then our fourth silo will be launching like Q4 of this year, which is solar, which is really exciting. Um, that is able exciting. To, yeah. It's, you know, what's the threat in the industry? People think, well, you're still going to have a roof, but you know, maybe it's solar, right? Well, we're just going to gobble that up too. Um so it's, it's exciting and it's nice to use the subs. It freaks people out. But then I said, well, imagine hiring 30 people to hammer yeah. nails. No that doubt. doesn't sound fun. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me, right? Because you mentioned the word subcontractor and most people like alarms start going off. And there's just like this yeah. negative connotation that, that most people have of subcontractors. Yeah. And, and that's not like it, if it's done right, if you're finding the right contractors, and like you said, if you're holding up your end of the deal, right, treating people well, keeping them busy, paying them on time, you know, just being a good business partner, because at the end of the day, that's really what it is, right, as a business yep. partnership. Uh, it yep. works beautifully, right, because in, in the Mighty Dog business, your roofing contractors, they know how to show up, put a roof in, do it efficiently, um, and, and make good money for the time they're putting into it. What they don't yeah. know how to do is find the business. They don't know how yeah. to do the marketing and the sales. All they want to do is say, Hey, here's another job. We need you here. This is how long it's going to take. And this is how much you're going to make to do it. And they love yep. it. Right. In one of our franchises, yep. all of our salespeople, but, but as well, all of our installers, are, are 1099. They're subcontractors, right? They get paid a percentage of each job that they do. And the ones that, that work out really well for us are very, very skilled craftsmen. They, yep. they love what they do. But if you said, hey, um, to fill your calendar up next week, you need to go make you know 15 cold calls or you need to run some pay-per-click advertising, they'd be like, pay-per-click what? What? Yeah, they have no idea. Yeah. And it's the last thing in the world they want to do. Right. They all they want to do is do the work and, and not have to figure out where the work is coming from. So that's how you need to look at it. And to your point, I mean, especially, you know, in, in this day and age, you know, everyone is hearing how hard it is to, to find employees and hire employees. And yeah, it's I've got one business with contractors. I've got another business where everyone's W2 uh, mm. and, and, you know, to get to scale with that, we will end up with, you know, 15, 20 plus employees at some point. And yeah, th there's a lot that goes into that, right? Subcontractors yeah. when done right is, is pretty nice. And the fact that you guys have an in-house recruiting team to help your franchise owners find the right crews, know how to get it set up. That's, that's huge. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm glad we hit that because I know that's, that's probably a concern that, that a lot of people would have when first presented with, you know, an, an opportunity like mighty dog roofing. Um, talk a little bit about the, the roofing experience that comes with, with mighty dog. Right. Um, I've heard the comment before that, well, you know, horsepower and, and the founders and the team that they've built might have a lot of franchise experience, but they're still relatively new to the roofing industry. So that could potentially uh, come with some risk, but that's not really yeah. the case, is it? It is not. And that's part of when we're looking at developing a new brand, you have to have that expertise in roofing. 
Um, and that's John Sabo and the rest of our team are senior business coaches. I mean, there is a ton, a ton, a ton of experience in roofing. And then you think about, well, yeah, we have all this experience in franchising, et cetera. Well, look at our vendor partners. Owens Corning is the 800 pound gorilla in the room in the manufacturing industry. And we're a platinum elite with them, which is the top one and a half percent of roofers in the country. And right away they did that. So you have those boots on the ground support too for franchisees and the other large uh, like GAF, IKO, DACRA. These names don't mean anything, but they're the largest manufacturers and our distribution partners too that are not just great for knowledge, but also with subcontractors and going back and forth. So the team has been staffed out big time. We have two and a half million dollars of corporate payroll just supporting Mighty Dog. And well over half of those people are all experts in the roofing industry itself. And the roofing industry isn't, you know, it's not, it's not rocket science. Once you kind of start to understand, there's a learning curve for sure. But the things that our franchisees have are things I cannot teach them, like people management skills, understanding how to scale, when to pull the lever, how do you do pricing, how do you leverage technology too to help that learning curve speed up, which is what we're doing a lot of with our engaged sales software, the AI drone technology. It's an autonomous flying drone, measures the roof uses AI to pick up granular-sized impact within the roof itself, and it pulls two years of storm reports. So let's say it is an insurance, a triggerable offense for insurance. Well, our franchisees wouldn't know how to push through a claim, would they? But our in-house supplementation and claims team does, and they can say, hey, I'm locally owned, nationally backed. We have an in-house supplementation and claims team. We're going to make sure we get this taken care of. Or if it's a retail job, you're giving them all that transparency, financing available. We have a visualizer tool. So there's so much that helps where you don't have to worry about mismeasuring because you have a drone that's 99.8% effective in the measurement and, and it's flying around by itself. So while that's going on, you can talk to that customer, build that relationship, give the kids a Mighty Dog coloring book or one of these capes like it's behind me. And I don't, I know for a fact, there aren't other roofers out there handing out their branded coloring books to the kids. Uh, I don't know, like Bob and Tom's roofing. I don't know what their coloring book would be. Uh, So (laughs) neither do, neither do Bob and Tom. No, they don't. They do not. They haven't even thought about it. So it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. And the, the amount of expertise and the level of expertise in roofing is, is just unlike, unlike anything I've seen in, with Owens Corning, especially in SRS distribution and these other large manufacturers and distributors, they really want to work with us because they see that how we're doing it differently and they're really excited about it and they can help us so much as well. Like a good vendor partner, there's a big difference between saying we work with them and they are a vendor, they are a partner. And that's the relationships that we've, that we've built here, not just at Mighty Dog, but all of Horsepower. Yeah, it's that's such a good point, right? I mean, I you know, you sometimes you talk to people about a, a service-based franchise and they're like, you know, why do I need a franchise to get into that business? You know, you pointed out a few minutes ago, roofing's not rocket science. Sure, there's a learning curve, but it's not rocket science. But then you went on to to list off numerous, numerous different components of the support, the technology, just everything that's been thought through. That's something that yeah. a Mighty Dog Roof franchise owner is plugging into day one. It would take years to put all of that in place for an individual roofer if they just wanted to start their own business, right? Oh, yeah. They they it wouldn't even get there. It costs a lot more money. <laughs> well, it costs yeah. them a lot more money. And this is the thing I try to explain to people because, you know, we own franchises, right? We also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, got cocky at one point and said, hey, you know, we we own franchises. We, we want to get into this other business that's very complimentary to one of the franchises we own. Let's go be dealers instead of franchisees because that'll save us, you know, 50K in franchise fees or whatever. Yeah. Let me tell you this, man. We spent nine months trying to get things like the, the basics, right? Website, CRM system, something that we could, you know, upload pricing into and give quotes. You know, we wanted technology like we had in our other business where we could do 3d designs and stuff like this and nine months later guess what we had done guess what we had done they've probably worked a lot but we probably not lot. gotten a very good return on your time <laughs> that would be that's like exactly it. right we never even <laughs> ran a single estimate or, or consultation and we got to a point where we were like screw this like it's not even yeah. it's not even worth it right so the point is you know, if a franchise is built the right way, especially in, in this type of service 
industry, the the ramp up is so much faster, or it at least gives you the potential to ramp up so much faster. So you're going to save money because you're not making mistakes that the franchisor is going to help you avoid. And you're yeah. also going to put yourself in a position to start generating revenue and, and getting cash flow in a lot, lot faster than you would if you said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to save the 50 grand on the franchise fees and just figure it out myself. And, and yeah. I, and I love some of the examples that you've given around technology too, right? Because a lot of people would probably think about a roofing company and say, you know, it's not a, it's not a technology, you know, reliant business, right? You know, it's, it's yeah. roofing, right? It's blue collar, it's hammering nails. And, and, and it is all those things, right? But at the same time, especially to scale it and, and to become one of the biggest players in the industry and to stay ahead of the competition, I mean, you guys are leveraging technology in, in some impressive ways, you know, from what you're sharing with us. Yeah, and, th and that's definitely something, too, that I think comes into play with, like, horsepower overarching. Our VP, we have a VP of sales and ops, and it's just the sales and ops excellence. So they're always trying to just innovate, become better and better and better and better. And we said we have all of these differentiators or these things that people don't like when you sell against a competitor and talk badly about them, which I totally understand. But how can we put something together to just visually capture that client and not put them to bed while I'm talking to them about roofing? Like, I don't even know what an Eve is. I still don't know. I'm not sure, but I don't, I know nobody cares what it is. <laughs> so they don't want to hear about it. What they want to hear is about how, how you are locally owned, nationally backed to like better business. It doesn't sound crazy, but it says licensed and insured. Well, it's a big deal to make sure that you have the right licensing, polling permits, being insured, because who does that lay on? It's the consumer if something bad happens. Mm -hmm. And then you take things like the drone technology. We have this really cool thing. I, I, uh, I compare it to like, it's kind of like a watered down, like kind of a, a Domino's pizza tracker. Like, you know, if you can track your food coming from a DoorDash or some, something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. where it's the number one complaint that we saw on roofing was, well, I signed, I gave them a 25% deposit. And if you know anything about, if anybody listening has ever uh, replaced a roof, they know that a 25% deposit is not a little bit of money. Yes. So yes. they're like, well, then I didn't hear from him for two weeks. I called my sales guy 10 times. He finally picked up or they drop shipped early, ruined all my grass, showed up a day late, uh, all these different things. I had no idea what was going on. So we were like, well, let's just automate that. So instead of uh, your pizzas going into the oven, Hey, your goods, your materials are being shipped from Owens Corning plant to SRS distribution. It will be here on this date. And it just continuously updates them. So you have the drone, the visualizer, and all these things that come together and then give them good, better, best options, financing options. Most roofing companies can't even get a financing company to work with them because they don't have a Dun & Bradstreet score or their personal FICO is 600. They're not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all of these things are, are coming into play and being able to just highlight that visually for the consumer um, is huge. And we wouldn't have had really the bandwidth to build out this software so quickly and then employ all these others to make it so succinct if we didn't have a horsepower behind us and the, the VP of sales and ops or horsepower is not a, a underpaid human being or an, a non-talented person, right? Yeah. There's a lot of talent here through and through from horsepower and then you get to Mighty Dog and it's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, just the, the people involved. It really is. I mean, it's it's just incredible. And, and you know, everything you've talked about from systems, processes, training, support, technology. Uh, you know, we you talked a little bit about marketing, and, and I know you guys are are absolutely cutting edge when it comes to marketing, advertising, and, and driving leads for franchisees. But all of this does two key things. I think this is kind of an easy way to boil it down. And as we've kind of talked about, this has been, I guess, a recurring theme uh, in these service-based businesses where you've got fragmented industries, you've got a lot of unsophisticated competition, the bar is set very low from a consumer expectation standpoint, right? Most homeowners yeah. have had terrible experiences with contractors or service providers, whether it's the roof or the pool guy or, or whatever the case is, you know, they, they just, they don't even expect anything remotely close to a good experience, right? And so yeah, all these things we're talking about do these two things. One, 
they give the franchise owner the ability to streamline the business, right? And it puts the franchise owner in the position where they can actually step out of having to be so involved in the day-to-day and just trying to make sure everything's running the way it should be. They can actually work on their business. That's where the scalability comes in, right? You made a really good point earlier where you said, really, every business is scalable, right? But most businesses don't scale. And it's usually because the owner becomes a bottleneck in some capacity, right? So so that's one thing that that everything Terp has touched on today does is it gives the owner that foundation and, and that system so that they can actually focus on growing their business. But the other thing it does is, it leads to a great client experience, right? And in these types of businesses, because the bar is already set so low, I mean, you're wowing clients, right? We've we've got a lot of the similar things in in our shelving business, right? And you talked about the the Domino's tracker. I I used to work for the franchisor of that business. And when I was there, you know, one of the projects we worked on like the last six months I was there was was putting something similar in place because we'd get the same type of complaints. Our clients had given us a, a 50% deposit, pretty large manufacturing. It was all built custom. So it was a fairly long lead time. And, and that was our internal code word for this project while we were working on it was we need to get the pizza tracker rolled out ASAP. We need we need the pizza that. tracker. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was the exact same thing we compared it to. But yeah, so, you know, that's that's something that I think a lot of people, you know, they, they overlook it when they, they kind of, and, and they're oversimplifying when they say, oh, roofing business. If I wanted to get into the roofing business, I'll just go start a roofing business. Yeah. 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 Okay. Call me in six months and, and let me know how that's working you're, out for you're you. You're not going to be in business. A well, lot you, you, you know, look, you, you might be, but you're probably hanging out on roofs a lot more than you'd like to be. Exactly. Um, whereas, you know, with, with the right franchise, with all the ingredients that, that Mighty Dogs, you know, put in place, six months, you know, you can have a very nice business up and running off the ground and, and just an amazing growth trajectory ahead of you. And, um, you know, we talked before, I don't, I don't typically like to share a ton of, you know, specific numbers, but, you know, I've had people looking at Mighty Dog Roofing. Part of the research that, that anyone should be doing is they're looking at a franchise is talking to other franchise owners that are already in the business. And just some of what I've heard in terms of what some of your owners have done in their first year in business and their first six months in business, you know, even the first couple of months in business, it's just absolutely mind blowing. I mean, yeah. you don't have to get too specific, but I mean, share, share a couple of, of success stories or, um, you know, even what your FDD shows, if, if that's appropriate in terms of you know, like, I mean, what are we talking here? Are we talking, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in your first year. I mean, what's what's kind of a, a realistic expectation for someone as they're ramping this type of business up? Yeah, you know, it's it's our item 19 has some of the like our grandfathered in owners where we built that skeleton with John Sabo, the founders, you know, at information. He was interested in franchising. So it's him and, and his first franchisee that are in there. And, and what I can say is, you know, I just encourage people to get on these Tuesday validation calls and you will see that these we didn't uh, partner with John because his revenue numbers were bonkers. We did it for a lot of other reasons. And we got into roofing. You think about the average ticket size, our sales and marketing engine and making the phone ring off the hook and building those efficiencies. I mean, it's it's in the it's definitely more than a couple hundred thousand. It is it is really impressive from a numbers perspective. And I just I can't I can't get into it because we don't have the full 12 months yet. But it's incredible. Like our first franchisees um, in Sarasota just just bought a Blingle franchise Um, in same territory. They're staffed out like they have seven trucks already. They wow. are blowing the top off of it. And then you have others where they start a little bit more at a smaller scale mm-hmm. where maybe it's them and a salesperson or they're doing the production or they go out, do the sales, hire a salesperson. You know, as an owner operator, I think like as an owner, they're going to be involved more, you know, in everything when they first launch a business. But like yeah. you said, we want to make them an effective entrepreneur. If they do the sales for the first year, they just bought themselves hundred percent equity in a sales job. That's awesome, dude. But why are you taking the risk? And yeah. doing that, just go get a sales job. Yeah. So you have some of those that are smaller too, but I mean, everybody's blowing their their expectations out of the water. And it's just exciting to see that um, just come come to fruition. And, you know, we know we're doing a good job because we've had two Mighty Dog owners already want to, to execute. 
and and buy a, a Blingle or an iPhone. And that's too comes with a caveat. Like we want to make sure they have the structure in place to be successful with that yeah. and execute that focus. Again, focus creates wealth and diversification preserves it. And the nice thing about when we're coaching, we want to make you the most effective entrepreneur that you can be. Not just not just one fran- like franchisee to do the most revenue that you could that you can get. Yeah. So you know it's from a standpoint of do you have that infrastructure? Do you have the KPIs, the data, the modeling, which is even further down the road when you're looking to sell? Well, if you can prove you can take yourself out of that business and it's still going to hum, and you don't just have some crappy books that some person was keeping and your PLs a mess, you have actual KPIs and data. What's that going to do to your multiple? And what's it going to do when you have an umbrella of two or three different type of companies that are complementary, like what you're doing? It's it's awesome, and that's that's exciting to see see from from our franchisees. Yeah, and I, and I love that you guys are are creating that platform for your franchise owners. I know that's part of the vision you know, that I've heard from Josh and Zach with horsepower is, you know, you, you want to see your owners of one brand get into a second brand with horsepower when the timing's right. That's an important point, right? You don't want to do it too soon, but when the timing's right, uh, and then eventually maybe get into a third brand or a fourth brand. And, you know, you don't have to do that within the same parent company and franchising, like the two brands nope. that we currently own don't share any ownership or anything like that. But to your point, uh, when it comes time to exit, A, it's going to be easier to do that if you're selling everything off together, if it's owned by one, one parent company. Uh, but also just from the from the support standpoint, you know, everything you laid out to us about the the internal support that you guys are building out. I mean, everything's going to be streamlined, I would imagine software, uh, you know, consistencies across the, the businesses. So, you yeah. know, for for someone out there looking at, you know, getting into business for your for themselves, you know, a couple of things Terp said that, that I want to just point out is one, you know, understand the difference between buying yourself a job, right? I like the way you put it. You've got 100% equity in a sales job if, if you <laughs> as the owner are, are doing it all. Um, and, and it's not to say that, you know, in the beginning, it's bad to jump in and do some of it. I think it's helpful in some cases, right? You get to learn yeah. the business. It's going to help you better understand what your team's going through once you've built the team out. There's a lot of benefits to that, but you know, if the goal really is to, to be an entrepreneur, to be a business owner, you have to have the mentality that you can't do it all yourself. And really the less you're physically doing in the business, probably the, the better. Um, and, and I totally forget where I was going with the rest of that, but um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I know where I was going with it. It's an opportunity to build something really big, right? That's, yeah. that's the other thing. I, you know, I, what I like about this conversation is I think we're we're dispelling some of the the myths or the misconceptions that I know I run into all the time with these types of service based businesses. You know, people that have a vision of building something really big are probably not first thinking of roofing, right? Or yeah. first thinking of insulation. But if you look at it, there there are massive companies out there in these industries. And then, you know, combine that with the the horsepower brands and the foundation that they're launching franchisees off of, and then the ability to get into uh, other businesses that are likely complementary in some form or fashion to, to the other business. It's it's an empire builder's dream, dream. right, to, yeah. to get into something like this, especially now, because this is early and you look at, you know, my guess is Mighty Dog will basically be sold out in the next year year and a half if you keep going at the same rate that you've been going yeah yeah and it's it's truly and then it's like you said that vertical integration with with some other services and brands what's the easiest thing to sell well to someone that already trusts you knows you that you've done a good job for you can just sell them another service and you just you just couple that oh up and up and over and over this is the most scalable model like I've seen really out there. Like if you want a scalable business, like you said, people won't say, yep, the roofing company, that concept, that's been my dream, Wes. I don't know if you would even want to introduce that guy to anybody. You might need to see a doctor if they, <laughs> if he's on his dream to that, but it, might it have really fallen is. off a roof. It's crazy how scalable it is because you look at it and it's like, so for every three, let's say to be conservative, three salespeople you have, you have one production manager. That's kind of like your admin and ops glue person. So they can handle a three to one ratio. So then you go to four or five salespeople then you have two production managers, you're running sub crews, your average ticket's going to be crazy high. It's the most expensive service that you're going to have done on the home 
And you don't have to then invest. Like, I mean, I loved Redbox Plus, but you had to invest because mm -hmm. I love financing for me. If you wanted to scale, you also got to pony up, lever up for a quarter a mil equipment. at least, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then sure, there are advantages with that from a, from a section 179 taxation perspective. Absolutely sure. But you need to be cool getting levered. Or if you want to open open gyms, though, that's a scalable concept. But then it's retail space. You got to sign 10-year lease. You got to get all that equipment. You're truly building out a sales marketing engine with a average ticket that is absurd. And yeah. getting in, especially then when you start to get into commercial, which we like a crawl, walk, run, sprint mentality, not getting over your skis, going into commercial right away, because it is a different beast and sure. it is a little bit more of a learning curve. But you get into that, the commercial guys want the same thing. And we're talking six figure plus easy from a commercial figure. Um, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's wild and it's, it's, uh, it's crazy the amount of scale that you can see with this thing when you're going out and, and running that sales marketing engine, utilizing the technology and truly being that CEO and in that seat, because you will not do that. I don't care what business it is. You just won't do it when you're in those weeds and it's your business. And it's so easy to hang yourself with those weeds yeah. when it's your business. Um, well, and it, and it also for a lot of people, it defeats the purpose of starting a business in the first place. Right. I mean, my company is Path to Freedom. The name of this podcast is Path to Freedom, right? And that's that's at the heart of why most people would even consider getting into business for themselves, right? Is they want more freedom, they want more control. We all we all say that, right? Saying that and actually making that a reality are two very different things. And what a lot of people find out when they do get into business for themselves, you know, they did it for the right reasons, but they didn't set their business up the right way. And, and their business is running them. They're working twice as hard. They're working twice as many hours as they were, whatever they were doing yeah. before they had a business. Maybe they're making more money. Maybe they're not. But either way, they don't have freedom, right? Nope. They, their business is literally running them. And if they stop, their business stops. And, yeah. and that's, that's not the reason most people, you know, are, are having conversations with me and having conversations with you. You know, they want more control of their time. And, and so everything you're talking about is, is absolutely critical to understand if, if that's the goal for you. Right. And, and, you know, what horsepower is built, what you have access to through a franchise like mighty dog roofing, that's, that's the tools, right. To, to be able to set it up that way from day one, right. Yeah. Your, your role as an owner in your first year with a business like Mighty Dog is probably going to look different than it does in year three and year five, right? It's going to change over time. But, you know, yeah. the, the recipe is there to set yourself up as the CEO of your business. Um, yeah. and, and you made a good point earlier, right? Like some owners go into it full time, right? And, and so they're in the thick of it. Other owners have a good job and they don't want to leave that. They might have other businesses that they already own. So yeah. you know, you've got a nice mix of different approaches in terms of, you know, the owner profile, if you want to call it that. But, yeah. um, you know, one one other thing I want to have you kind of touch on, because I would imagine this is a question that comes up a lot. Um, and then we'll start kind of winding this one down, because I know yeah. that'll it'll take me and you at least 15 minutes to wind it down. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, least. I don't want you least. to be late. Yeah. <laughs> I've been late for every single thing I had scheduled today. It's just I like that. I won't make you late, brother. It's just that domino effect of like, uh, and meanwhile, I've got like 18 missed calls from my wife. I hope she's alive still. Um, <laughs> Tell her I said sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, anyways. Um, yes, you've mentioned large average tickets. We've talked a little bit about insurance. Um, Break down for us kind of the different channels of business that a franchisee should have, you know, in a mighty dog roofing. You, you talked about commercial and, and you talked about, you know, crawl, walk, run totally makes sense to me, but kind of break it down for us. Like where are the different places that, that a franchisee can get business from? What's the ideal mix in the beginning? What's the ideal mix look like long-term? Yeah. So I get this a lot where people from a state there where it's not, there aren't storms or hailstorms, stuff like that. They're like, well, I, I don't know if I should open a roofing business. And I that does not matter. It's changes strategy. And our business model is not built on storm chasing. Storm from X-Men, we are Mighty Dog. She does not work for us. She's not on payroll. 
if, <laughs> if she was, if she was, there'd be hailstorms every day. And, for, and my dog would already be sold out, but she doesn't work for us. So why are you going to create a business model based on something you have zero control over? Yeah. Well, we're not going to do that. So in our, in our FTD with John, that's one of the reasons that we love John. It's, it's, it's retail-based business. And then if you're in an insurance market, well, that's low-hanging fruit. That is the gravy train that's choo-choo comes in. But if that gravy train doesn't always come, that gravy train's gone. You need to make sure the rest of the meal is there. If we're talking Thanksgiving and gravy, right? You got to make sure the rest of the meal is there. And that's that bread and butter. So it's simply just strategy there. That retail with that, that residential re-roof is that focus. From there, we're going direct to the consumer. Realtors love us. We have what's called a realtor sidekick program where we use the drone and we'll drone all their listings to then make sure what's the roof look like for buyer seller. You really? can get those reports. It's saved. And you're also an exterior expert. So if you want new siding, you want a new roof, you want to do a slate roof, you want to do whatever, uh, we're there for you. So real estate agents love it. And insurance agents actually love it because we have an in-house supplementation and claims team. We're also using the drone. It picks up and pulls storm reports. And it's not some grainy photo of some dude on the roof that's sweaty, just snapping Polaroids. And it's all like all over the place. And that's what they have to deal with a lot of times. So you're coming into yeah. it, so you're direct to consumer, you're commercial down the road, and you're at first, you know, really focusing on that roof replacement. And then as you get going through, you know, you're adding gutters, siding, windows. Uh, right now, windows uh, from a supply chain perspective is not good. Yeah. Um, otherwise, every industry has been impacted, but otherwise it hasn't been, you know, impacted greatly. So, or which is awesome, knock on wood. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, you have all these other verticals and then soon to be in about Q4 with solar. There are so wow. many different, different ways for franchisees to vertically integrate within their business. It's, I'm so, it's really fun. I'm so pumped that you guys are getting into solar. Like there's, yeah. there's going to be so much opportunity with that. I, I, I can only imagine. So, so you mentioned something as you were walking us through that, you said insurance states, I think. So an insurance state would be a state that is more likely to have storms. Texas. Where, yeah, where the roof Colorado. gets damaged. And, and that's when an insurance company would actually come in and say, hey, we're paying to to replace your your roof yeah. or repair your roof. Yeah. And they, they just don't, they just don't, the roofs don't like last as long. Right. But people think, oh, I need the insurance work to be able to do it. And that's not, that's not the case at all. And it's truly just low hanging fruit there. So when we're going to market better, we're going to use hail trace and market to them before, during, and after the storm, geo target them on Facebook, on Instagram, et cetera, because why, why advertise on Facebook Graham, you know, Mrs. Johnson doesn't care about your roofing company, even if you have a cute puppy there. But guess what? If golf ball sized hail just came and hammered her home, she loves your puppy and your roofing company. So yeah. it's all it's all there, but it's truly built on a retail base. And then when storms hit, it's gravy and it just changes strategy. Somebody asked, well, what makes a good territory? Well, what, what do you mean? Does it have are there homes? <laughs> right. Yeah. OK. Is it, is it populated? Very cool. Well, that is a good territory. Yeah. And, and it's, it's strategy then. Well, if I'm not in a store, well, your strategy just changes. It just, it just shifts a little bit, uh, but it doesn't change the model itself. And it comes down at the end of the day, I think with franchisees, Hey, do you, do you like us? Do we like you from a, from a culture fit perspective, again, not being bag chairs and, and snacks, but it's something you feel throughout the process. Do you believe we have the best systems, the best processes, technology, et cetera? And then can you, as the franchisee, execute this business model at the end of the day? If you don't think you can execute, because that's what it comes down to is execution on franchisee level. You know this, you've been an extremely successful business owner as a franchise owner. It's execution. You can take the yeah. best tools in the world. I could take the Monet and I could ruin it if I put a paintbrush on it, right? Yeah. But it's, the, you know, well, that was a bad analogy. You get what I'm saying. I think and, Monet is yeah. the painter. painter. I don't Whatever. think there's a painting, but we're, yes. we're both in over our head here. So we'll, exactly. We'll... I don't know. I, I just watched the Thomas Crown Affair the other day. That's how I got my <laughs> hair to look like this. So <laughs> I've been thinking about, about that. A, you a would be bit. a Pierce Brosnan fan. It makes I love Pierce. He's, he's my favorite James Bond which is a very hot topic. The haters and the doubters will call and say, he, not he true, was a good I, James Bond, except for any scene that he was running in. He looks like a complete idiot when he's running. He does run like a goofball, but yeah, if, James Bond should be a, be a much smoother runner in my you're James Bond. Now I guess you, you can, can run, whatever you, you can want. run however you want to run. If you're, <laughs> if you're James Bond, 
Uh, <laughs> no, look, good stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think everything you've shared with us, you know, hopefully addresses a lot of the misconceptions I know people have when they look at something like a, a roofing franchise opportunity at surface level. And, and I think so much of what, you know, you've shared in this conversation is applicable, not just to mighty dog roofing, but to franchise opportunities in general, how they should be built, how franchisees should be supported. Um, And also what, you know, that last point that you made, right. What the role of the franchise owner is. I mean, this, this comes up all the time on the podcast, but always worth reiterating, you know, a franchise is not necessarily an easy button in the sense that, you know, the franchisor's job is to come in and do the work for you, right? If, if yeah. it was that, they just own all the locations outright across the country, right? Exactly. <laughs> they they exactly. wouldn't need you. The best analogy I've ever heard is, you know, the, 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 a great way to look at franchising is like take a bicycle, right? It's the franchisor's job to build the bike. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways you can build a bike, you know, depending on the purpose of the bike, you know, that's going to have an impact on the style of bike, but, you know, obviously you want a bike that's made out of the best materials and it's got all the bells and whistles and it's aerodynamic. It's got the ability to go fast and go far, but it doesn't matter how nice of a bike it is. If nobody gets on it and pedals it, it doesn't go anywhere. Right. If someone gets on it and pedals it half ass, it goes a little ways, but then it falls over. Right. But if someone gets on a really, really well-made bike and pedals their ass off, it goes fast and it goes far and it wins every time. And and I think that's a really good analogy. And I know you're going to use that in every single call that you do going forward. Uh, So we'll figure out a royalty agreement after we stop recording. Yeah. Send it over. Send it over. (laughs) I'm ready to sign. I don't even care what it looks like. I'll have my people (laughs) talk to your people. Um, Terp, this was fun, man. You're a wealth of information. You're also one of the nicest and funniest dudes I've ever I've ever met. Uh, for those of you not, I, I'd ha- sorry, man, I had to get this in at some point. For those of you not watching this, Terp is a miniature version of Will Ferrell, and he might even and and younger, a, a miniature and younger. Thank you. You got it. Version Thank of you. Will Ferrell, and he might even be a little bit funnier. Um, oh. And if the podcast ever gets enough attention, maybe we'll have you and Will come on and do a little back and forth or something and, and we'll, you know, duke it out to see who in fact is the funniest out of the two of you. But uh, dude, I appreciate everything you do. I know when I connect people with you, you take great care of them and, you know, just give them the information they need to figure out if mighty dog is, is a good fit or not. Right. That's what it's all about. So um, appreciate you making time to come on. Absolutely love what you guys are doing at horsepower brands. I'm a big fan. So uh, keep that up, but, Appreciate you making time to drop in here on the Path to Freedom podcast. Absolutely, brother. It's my pleasure, man. Always great talking to you. And uh, look to be on in a year from now and see see where we are from there. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll prepare some jokes though for next time to make sure make sure I'm ready. <clears throat> don't don't even prepare them, man. Just off the cuff is is even better. But um, yeah, we'll have you on in a year. You can tell us that Mighty Dog Roofing's probably sold out, and by yeah. then what horsepower should have another three or four brands launched. Yep. At least plan, baby. Can you tell Going me what the, the next, can you tell me what the next one is? Cause I know you guys are keeping it top secret. It is a executive model and has to do with, uh, with people's lawns. We could say something like that. And, and uh, maybe like dogs too. There's a few things we've put together again, vertical integration, but We'll, All right. We'll be coming like out it. soon. It'll be good. I like it. Yeah. All fantastic. right, brother. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks, my man. You got it. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.